0: Someone else has already said that. This is the best, the best of The best ones aren't as good as you probably think they are. What is best in life? I did the best I could. Doing my best. Best, best. Best, 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 best. I'm going to make some money. And you are going to do? We're to party. We're going to get some pussy. I'm going to fuck this bitch. I'm going to fuck this bitch. I'll fuck anything that moves.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Self-explanatory. Yep. Welcome to Best of the Best with myself, Connor Keyes. Alongside me, as always, my co-host, Mr. Ronan Mullen. You don't know me. I know you all well too well. Uh, we are here uh, doing our third episode, which is um, our take on the best of the best and uh, what we think in regards to TV, movies, uh, music. And this week, uh, we are dealing with something we think, again, is just... Unbelievable, yeah. Uh, we love it, and, and maybe have done for well, actually, twenty-five years. Fuck. Mm-hmm. This year, twenty-five. That's I just did the math there. And I was like, that's twenty-five years this year, nineteen eighty-four. Fuck. Mm-hmm.
2: Is there a thing happening for it,
1: or I don't know. I just, I just thought of there. I, don't, I have no idea. I mean, we need to check that out. Uh, the coincidence of that. <laughs> but if we didn't research anything, I know. <laughs> So, without further ado, then, we should—we don't need to have the reveal, because the, the we know the, the titles. And yeah, the, the, tit- the titles. We're trying to be all showbiz and go, what's the name of it? And they're like, we fucking know, because we've seen it in the title. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> so, yes, you will see in the title we are doing Clerks uh, from 1994, uh, the magical uh, indie film produced, directed by Kevin and written by Kevin Smith. And starring. and starring Kevin Smith.
2: Is there a star in that film?
1: There's there's lots of stars, lots of, stars, lots of characters. Uh, it's uh, an ind- If you haven't seen it, it's an indie film that is uh, d- set in New Jersey. Right, right back and in New Jersey. It's, it's sort of a slacker movie is what they called it at the time. Yeah,
2: well, it came off that sort of branch, but I think dialogue sets it high apart from most of these slacker films. Or the films like herself,
1: or the films like herself. Uh, it, it it it's based around uh, a guy who has been called into work. Who yep. works at a quick stop grocery store, which is our equivalent to Spar, a Spar, or a wee Vivo. Wouldn't, wouldn't be as big as a Spar. Wouldn't be a Spar. No, be a wee Vivo.
2: Not even a Vivo. Maybe like uh Patsy
1: and Magellas. Aye, like the Hell Shop. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Hell Shop. Hell Shop.
2: I was racking my brain. Hell Shop, of hell shop. Hell Shop.
1: So we've got a place like that, and uh, he has been called into work. That's the opening scene of the film. So the whole the whole film is based on his one day of being called into work when he is not supposed to be there, which kind of is the run theme of the whole thing. I'm not supposed to be here today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so from that, then, we get... Uh, well, we get a load of stuff from it, don't we? We get. Can you hear a buzzing?
2: Yeah, yeah like a high-pitched...
1: You hear it now?
2: How did you do that?
1: I'm just a genius, man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I th- <laughs> I didn't want to ask. I thought it was something that you had in your pocket. Um, like a buzzing, just something buzzing that just gets you through. Like a keyring thing or yeah. like a. I just I always. Well you wouldn't you, f-
2: you would hear me more than you hear it.
1: And that's what I thought it was here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just coming, <laughs> just like a nasal, <laughs> just a faint breathe. Just going, <laughs> constantly aroused. Uh, so you have the quick stop, quick stop groceries. So I, I don't know if it actually is a, technically a 7-Eleven. N- no, way.
2: I don't think it is. It, it actually is a convenience store. It's still it's there, a, yeah. but it's where he worked.
1: Yeah. Uh, but what
2: we usually do here is we give you a background on what was going on in the world. Blah, blah, blah. But we don't need to hear because you sort of get the impression, even watching the film now, as we've done recently, you get the impression that that sort of middle America, mundane, boring is the same every year. Yeah. Like, all over those sort of states in America. Yeah, and... and you, mean you don't need to know the, what's going on.
1: No. Outside
2: right of it, because it's its own wee world. Yeah. Especially through the film, but day-to-day, I'd say it'd be the exact same thing anyway.
1: And we sort of... I think everywhere has that version. I mean, Oma has a version of it, like... Do you ever see the Hylons hanging around outside Supervalu? I've never heard of this.
2: What is this? Is this a thing? It's oh, is this the fight? Just
1: just people hanging around, just sitting on benches, just... I mean, I've seen, Old like people, three, young people, just hanging about, just chilling, just doing three nothing. separate... I was just calling Jay and Santa Bobs.
2: Bum fights outside not fighting with your bum. But i was supposed to say how do you fight with your bum? But like tramp fights outside of super value that he right. Yes. You've seen them like from across the road. Yeah. Nobody ever does the American thing runs right up to their face. What are you fighting for, buddy? Yeah. Because they look like they'd knife you. Yeah. Uh but super value, yeah, it's sort of it's kinda like that. So but, it, you know, it's way more like the likes the SuperValu's part. We're not putting them down by the way don't oh, no. get anybody no, no, get on no, the no. but they're no, no. they're, they're the way they're fancier than this oh yeah this place is just yeah I don't store? know
1: how to yeah it's just a tiny wee uh, tiny wee store and two characters that be outside it are probably the most famous that came from the whole uh, yeah ask universe as they call it the mm-hmm. ask universe uh, and that was uh, Jay and Silent Bob mm-hmm. who are the basically the stoners who hang about outside and give grief to customers and Sell drugs, sell drugs, and steal pretty much every scene they're in.
2: Yeah, it's, 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 there's no cut and dry, m- there's no
1: metal grain here. Like, no, that. you heard him there, given his whole uh, uh speed. We'll try maybe get a few more um things that he's involved in, but uh, we're not,
2: m- we're not worried about copyright in this one.
1: Uh, I don't know if anybody knows Kevin Smith, could you like email him and just say. Here, is it okay? Is it alright if we play a wee clip on the podcast? Of the
2: two dum-dums in their late 30s who are completely influenced by his stuff. Particularly
1: who clerks. Who pretty much haven't grown up. Who haven't grown up at all. And they live in the mountains of Tyrone. Yeah. Fuck them. Like Fuck them? Hollywood's not going to find me in the wilds of the Sperrins.
2: Here, there's fucking tons
1: of them in Belfast. That HBO
2: crack you don't know about. Oh,
1: you never know. Oh, Jesus. I. Well, uh, sorry, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> not that he's fucking no <laughs> more. More chance no. of Kevin Nugent hearing it than fucking yeah. So, uh, <laughs> okay. uh, so yeah. So at that time, 1984, we do always give a background to context. So the films, I mean, this was a, a, a an independent film, mm-hmm. proper sense independent. Yeah, shot for I think twenty seven thousand dollars. Twenty seven thousand. Uh, dollars Had to be shot in black and white because of the yep. literally shoestring budget. Um, very dialogue based. Yes. So, for instance, there's no sex or nudity in the film, but it's discussed in great detail. In great detail. <laughs> and so, for the one of the up there with, um, uh, we're going to talk. About what we we said earlier was the uh, the dialogue heavy movies of the time mm-hmm. started with Tarantino and Reservoir Dogs. That whole pop yeah. culture references and really really zingy dialogue
2: yeah well it gave a lot of uh screenwriters the sort of opportunity to not only work on a story but work on dialogue to th- the sort of extent they felt they were never comfortable to do it had to be relevant to what was happening in the scene what you were looking yeah. at you know there was no you couldn't just have a chit chat like the guys behind the counter in this film in particular you'd have to it'd have to be relevant to the story that's flowing through it but a lot of films around that time broke that mould. Now there was a lot of foreign films that are already doing that, but hmm. um they weren't as consumable as
1: Yeah, so it 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 sort of it sort of on the crest of the wave as such, yeah. Miramax picked it up. Uh you're talking a film of, as I say, shot for twenty seven thousand, which ended up taking over three million.
2: Three point two million? Uh, ac- that's, across some uh, so that is and that's just movie tickets that's not yeah that's video, just right? and that's
1: not uh, t- obviously 3.2 million doesn't even get it into the top 100 in grossing films of that year no uh but what if, if you were talking profit margins oh jeez <laughs> yeah, i don't think anything matched it at no. all uh the percentage of um, money invested and the money returned was unreal mm-hmm. uh it led to obviously future films we'll talk about that but the black and white um Element to it. I, I don't know about you, but it sort of gives it that. It gives it a more real vibe, even though we weren't used to seeing black and white. Fil- you know, our generation's the color. We're heading for HD, and here comes this sort yeah. of. It's uh, it, shaky well it cam black and white uh, at times, you know, which made it look so almost mockumentary like at times, mm-hmm. even though it is a proper movie. But it was yeah. like. There a, are shots. Skirting around the edges of all those things. Mm-hmm.
2: There are shots in it where. Especially when they're talking about the Death Star,
1: mm-hmm. yeah,
2: and it keeps cutting to different things that are going on in the shop, mm-hmm. and that's very documentary filmmaking sort of. We know we can't just show him talking over and over. Yeah, we have nothing else going on because you're just looking at the backdrop of a till and a yeah. and you of can cigarettes.
1: see it in the office, for instance. Yeah, and people like to try and say, "Oh, well, the office set is you know set the tone and it was the." Mm-hmm. It was the, the zeitgeist for all that sort of mockumentary thing, but you can see it in clerks. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, as you say, those shots that are going away to to what else is happening because some of the dialogue is so long. Uh, that talk about the employees of the Death Star. Yeah, <laughs> should
2: which had a particular interest for me and my friends of mine, including yourself, because we were just this was before Star Wars could fucking ruin. So we and were it was just obsessed uh, with. It was just the... the Alternative points yeah, on the, Star
1: Wars. The line of thought. Yeah. And the detail going, these guys chose to be on the Death Star. Yeah. So. Okay, if you
2: don't know and you haven't seen it...
1: <laughs> We're going to have to go to, do the Star Wars you War got to
2: watch that scene, but you <laughs> have to see. The, the, the thing behind it is, there's a Death Star in Star Wars and Randall is convincing Dante that it couldn't have been Stormtroopers that built it because... His quote is, "You know, you think the average stormtrooper could fit a fucking toilet? Me, yeah. <laughs> he's like they had to bring in independent contractors. So there was loads of innocent people killed when the left wing <laughs> liberal <laughs> rebels decided to blow up the Death Star. So it's a it's a point of view and an opinion. You never thought of Star Wars outside of what you saw. No,
1: and you but you never thought of it being linked to Nazis." Ah, exactly. You know, which, last, fucking, which, is, which it clearly is. what he, he, when he says about you know the last people to do that were just somebody just following orders. You know, that's, yep. that You can't, you can't use that as an excuse. Yeah. Uh, and then at the Death Star, they were all, they were all, uh, not. We shouldn't feel bad for the civilians being killed because they, <laughs> they yeah, took they, on the they contract, knowing they were working for the Death Star, right. or for the Empire. So, uh, yeah. I mean, that things scene in like that. Even it's very long and it's long, and but it's, you can
2: tell it was written with such love. And it's what layered, too. I yeah, mean, yeah.
1: there's, you know, the the social commentary at the time of what's going on. I mean, there's definitely layers to it of what they're trying to say. Um, and you didn't think you were going to get that from... I hate saying the word slacker movie because we don't say slacker movies. There was like slacker no. stoner movie. It, it wasn't... It was a, it was it was sort was a of, breath it, of fresh air. It, it was, was just something it was, new. It, it was, was, was yeah.
2: really marketed that way over here. Yeah. Because um, like
1: we didn't get it here. Like, if it was released in 94 in America, we were they, those were back in the days where there may have been a an eighteen month to two year gap between a release in America and Especially release in Ireland,
2: an independent film.
1: Yeah, and for video stores, not even DVD stores, video stores to get that in. So you are talking that maybe we didn't get to physically see it until ninety five, mid ninety five. Yeah, um, and and even and even then, I mean, somebody might prove me wrong, on that. it might not even be distributed here to ninety six. Uh, but, uh, you know... I think ninety five I think... Might have been 85, I mean, anyway because... Uh, yeah, because it was so, such an independent um, thing, it, it, it then grew a, a sort of cult following. It still has a cult following. Yeah. Like us culty cults. Yeah. Um, it has a cult following, but it, it at the time, it, it sort of... It grew a whole new life when it came to video. Yeah. So post-cinema, it became the sort of go-to party... Sort of movie for guys to sit around and watch and quote and
2: yeah, it w- it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy viewing, and it wasn't easy listening <laughs> if you weren't used to that type of film. But for the likes of me and you who were into comedy and and liked stuff, or not liked, but weren't affronted by things that were just a wee bit raunchier, hmm. but had a real acidic point to it. Oh yeah. I mean, um, yeah, that that sort of hit home with me from from the start. Like, and I remember like the, that that opening scene where he gets called into work. I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be quite, yeah. maybe, sh- arty, <laughs> or, you know. Because
1: it was black and white. Like, mm.
2: But then it just kicks off with just the most bizarre scenes and these different collection of characters, which turned out to be all pretty much real people that he knew mm-hmm. in different guises.
1: Yeah, I think he said somewhere on the line in, in later years that Dante is him. Dante's him. And then there's and a guy, I can't remember his name, who appears in later Gemsmith films. Yeah. He's who he based Randall on. Yeah. And Muse is just Muse. Muse is (laughs) Muse? Just Muse. That's him being him? him. That's him being him. There is no fake. There's no... Jay is just Jay. Uh, And I think it was a bit of a stroke of genius too, slash laziness on Kevin Smith's part by becoming uh, Silent Bob. So, you know, (laughs) he doesn't have to speak. He doesn't have to say anything. But he's in every shot. Uh, He's there to be able to... You would have to rein in Muse because don't forget... like. Jason Muse now as Jay has become obviously globally famous. But at the yeah. time, no he had done nothing. Kevin Smith took him f- as just this guy he's seen and and knew that he had a chance and then had something about him and took him into this to this film and he uh <laughs> he just let him loose. Well, I don't think they were like best friends. No, no, he just knew he just knew this fucking madman who was this
2: <laughs> mental patient who <laughs> would like was what was this quote where he's saying him and Mosier were at a party or something? No, no. Him and one of his other friends. I like, think there was this guy. It's Brian Johnson.
1: Brian Johnson, yes. It's that's the, guy the boy, that yes. Randall's Steve Dave.
2: Steve Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so he's he's also in the comic book man TV show. Yes. And he's uh-huh. a real witty, funny guy. Like, oh yeah, yeah. And um well he has to be if he's writing dialogue like that. Mm. He's got the best dialogue mm-hmm. and he's basing it on this guy. So this guy's clearly a funny fucker, yeah. Like. But he I think it was him and Kevin Smith. Said so they were at a party, <laughs> Muse was going around like sucking off, like everything tops of snooker snooker cube and, and taps, like, yeah, and, like sh- and
1: pretending to fuck tables and stuff. Aye. Just yeah, but I'm he wasn't. He it.
2: wasn't looking around for anybody to look no at no, him not doing showing it. off or not looking. To just, it. Yeah, that's what he was doing. doing it. It. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so that's the caliber that you're that you have in your show. Uh So the actual the actual sort of the day. So the whole show, the whole movie is based on this one day. Starting off, he, he's not supposed to work, gets there. So you've got a litany of things that happen. As you say, there's a lot of visual things happening at the time to tell the story of what's going on. The the fucking shutters won't go up when yeah. in the story. Uh, so he has to make a sign to say, w- mm-hmm. we are open. Um, But again, typical but the, Kevin the Smith reason. style that doesn't say, we're open. It says, I assure you, we're open. Yeah,
2: <laughs> But it's not, Um, again, the shutters, just like the black and white, shutters were done for cost. Yeah, I presume that So they wouldn't most, have to work on lighting.
1: That's it, yeah. So inside
2: of the shops, just the lighting of the shop.
1: And you could do very early in the morning, so you weren't interfering with customers either.
2: And that's what they did. They were doing the it all through the you. night to early morning. So, uh,
1: The the, the sort of montage, if you want to call it, at the start. I always One thing that triggered my mind, because it was a thought I had living here in Ireland, we don't have what they have in America, which is newspaper stands. No. Which is a thing where you go and put a quarter in, open the hatch and take a newspaper. Because, right. because that's the good citizen that American people are they would take one newspaper that go, wouldn't work in Ireland uh, there you go <laughs> and I, it took you three sentences and you right. got it we would
2: steal <laughs> all the newspapers and not on read first any of them <laughs> and then sell the them for twice the price
1: badness of it yep. uh, so whenever I had always watched movies all through the 80s 90s and I had seen this thing and I remember my uncle lived in Indiana and I asked him and he was like yeah yeah you just put it a quarter and you take one paper out one paper that's so when clerks he obviously has no papers to sell in the shop and he walks over puts a quarter in and steals every single paper and I was like yes that's what yeah. the, that was in the opening what opening minutes yeah. and I was like that's that, that has hit the spot there because again you're those wee small things that only he was really noticing uh. and in your head you're going that's fucking that's brilliant because mm-hmm. that's exactly what we would do Yeah. Um. but this and is it the, do they define it as a generation X is that what it was at the time yeah, 94, well, yeah. 94, you're talking about... So that, that whole mentality of, I don't give a fuck, I'm just going to take all these papers. This whole idea of the good model citizen, of taking one paper and that. Yeah. So right away, we know from the outset this is not going to be the norm. So, you know, because normally a film doesn't teach the entire nation this is what you do. You steal <laughs> all the newspapers by no. fucking one quarter. In. Uh, so that starts and it goes on and I gradually bu- I gradually build. So uh, we want to talk about the actors involved. Um, they haven't become... Uh, you know, major superstars. They've become massive Kevin Smith universe superstars.
2: Yeah, within the fandom of the which Vue is huge. universe yeah. which is massive.
1: Um, View as- is it? It's View Askew is Vue the Askew. name of the production team, yeah. and then as a View Askew universe. View Quite a mouthful. Uh-huh. Uh that's where they all have sort of hung out. I suppose you want to call it since. since well, then. I think
2: he said something to um Walter Flanagan, another sort of cohort that he's in the film. He, he actually plays loads of roles in the film. Uh he ended up being the guy who runs uh the Jane Silent Bob comic book shop in New Jersey. hmm Um was it the Secret Stash? Secret Stash, yeah. And he I think he said it to him after he had got his his check from Mermax of what they're gonna buy the film for. he says, I'm gonna open up a comic book shop and you're gonna run it. Brilliant. So, like, straight away, he's automatically right away going, I'm really not thinking about my longevity, but I know if I do even something small as that, I've got it, yeah. that to sort of rely But what he did then was, because to raise the money for the film, mm-hmm. uh, uh, everybody sort of knows the story, who knows Kevin Smith, but he took out loads of credit cards. That's right, yeah. And got himself in tremendous debt for a person of that age. Um And then the position he was in, he f- didn't fail film school, he left. Mm-hmm. And the money he had left, I think it was like $5,000, he used it as well. And then they got money from, I think, an insurance claim for a car that got that's right, destroyed. Yeah. And hum- and hum- and there was a big there, yeah. flood mm-hmm. in their town. And a lot of their like houses and stuff got fucked, and that car clearly was part of it. And they got money from it as well. So he got himself into it, but he also sold a right, comic, comic, comic book collection. Yeah. And he had like memorabilia and comic books and he sold them all. Mm-hmm. Which to that guy would have been...
1: Well, fucking heartbreaking. A total. Yeah.
2: Like I can't even imagine the guys I know who collect stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's going g- nowhere. They'd like rather give up their wives. Yeah, it's yeah. going up. So that's how... I'm not sure he was totally convinced he wrote what would turn out to be such a classic independent film. Not only an independent film, it's a classic film to me. But mm. I think... I think he, he knew something. Something was right. Yeah. even if it was just Jay and Silent Bob were going to be the standout at the start he didn't pick himself to play Silent Bob he was going to play uh, Dante or Randall. he was going to play one of the main okay. characters so he then sort of positioned himself to be the guy who barely speaks
1: which you'd have to be I can imagine you'd have to be if you're the director and you're also starring and you're ha- like you've enough shit to be fucking dealing with yeah. you're on a Literally a shoestring budget. You have to get this film in under such a yeah. certain price,
2: and him a and hit headed all the time. You yeah. can't go over
1: that number, and then having to fucking learn lines and have it. So the genius yeah. thing would be if there's a, if there's a Marcel Marceau fucking character doesn't mm-hmm. speak in it. Give it to me, you know, I'll take it, and that's. Um, but he, like all his characters, and I suppose you can say that for any show or TV, but I, I genuinely couldn't see him bail doing it. He has a no. very, he's very good facial expressions, which yeah. is what he needs obviously in the second yeah. character. So, uh Dante and Randall, who kind of became... Randall works <laughs> Randall works next door in the video store. Part-time. It's part-time. full time but part-time. But part-time. Uh, so next door, and he is... Like, Dante is lazy, but Randall just does not give a fuck. Not. Everything in the video store would be, gra- would be fine if he didn't have to work with customers. Yeah. Which, pretty much like anybody I know works in retail. Retail oh, yeah. would be fine if he didn't have to work with people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh do the converted here, buddy. So he uh I, I there's so much about Randall that is uh just super but I think one of the one of the best ones is maybe the uh are we talking the, the order in the videos? So yeah. he works so he works <laughs> he works in uh he works in a video store and he as like I say, he just does not care about anyone or anybody and a mother and child come in to order uh, a kid's video, um, and it just so happens Randall is on the telephone ordering the
2: distributor ordering the stock. videos that people yeah. have requested.
1: Yeah, so he goes through the list of um <laughs> of videos requested. Now bear in mind, and obviously this is a podcast, and if you haven't seen the film, you have to think of the uh, the the visual of the mother standing there with her with child, the child <laughs> on her arm <laughs> uh, as this happens. So let's see if this. Oh, actually, didn't know what we need to do.
2: Turn on my... Oh, you're getting excited.
3: (laughs) Did you sell videotapes?
0: Yeah, what are you looking for?
3: Happy Scrappy Hero Pup.
0: Uh, one second. I'm on the phone with the distribution house now. Let me make sure they got it. What's it called again?
3: Happy
1: Scrappy Hero Pup. Happy Scrappy. She loves
0: it. Happy Scrappy. Uh, yeah, hi. This is RST Video Calling, customer number 4352. I'd like to place an order. Okay, I need one each of the following tapes Whispers in the Wind, to each his own, put it where it doesn't belong. My pipes need cleaning. All tit fucking volume 8. I need your cock. Ass worshipping rim jobbers. My cut in eight shafts. Come clean. Come gargling naked sluts. Come buns three. Coming in socks. Come on, Eileen. Huge black cocks with pearly white cum. Girls who crave cock. Girls who crave cunt. Metalone two, the KY connection. Pink <laughs> pussy lips. Oh yeah, and uh, all holes filled with hard guy. Yep. Oh wait a minute. uh What was that called again? <laughs> scrappy. Scrappy.
2: Actually, there was a in the commentary on the. I think it was a LaserDisc. The the no, it wasn't. It was like in a commemoration for LaserDisc. Uh-huh. They did a commentary in the DVD or the X. 10 year re-release. Right, yeah. that's right. And he yeah. said there was one more that he wished he would add in and it was uh, Ass Blasters from Outer Space. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ass Blasters from Outer Space. The best kind. Uh, <coughs> I mean, you have to watch it to see. I mean, it, it was very smart what he did. So, the first two titles are like lovely, lovey-dovey, romantic yeah, titles. Yeah. And for those two titles, the child is in the shot. And then when it gets to the third one, yeah, the third one said skits. on the close-up, obviously the child and mom were sent home at this stage, <laughs> because the lines, there's no way, uh, for child abuse reasons, yeah, you couldn't have, no. have listed those out on the child.
2: But a lot of people read the uh, clear their own dialogue, but a lot of people knew it was going to be in it, who were acting, and there was people from like uh, local drama schools and stuff who came down and uh, like never showed up again. <laughs> so that's why so many of his friends played multiple characters, because people never turn up. Because it's like, I can't be here when somebody says that.
1: Yeah, and because at, at, at that time, the stuff they're covering, I mean, um, which leads us nicely on to Dante's girlfriend, who arrives, yep. um, Veronica. Um, and she arrives, and again, so this is another element to it, it wasn't just, you know, uh, it wasn't just a stoner movie in that sense, it was the relationship stuff. Yeah. So a lot of discussion on a relationship and the t- the topic of conversation that comes up is their previous partners. Yeah. How many people they've been with. And uh, it's it's And to today it's it's thrashed out to death. I mean you hear it in most, you know. But back then it was pretty brand new to have this and in, and in, in the big screen talking about uh past sexual partners. Mm-hmm. Which is <laughs> it's fantastic because the flip of it all. So do we wanna sort of say well, it, it, he he has admitted that he has slept with twelve women. Yes. Uh she has admitted she has slept with three women, but as three conversation man. three men sorry, as as my mind, and the conversation goes on, it comes to the discussion of blowjobs. Yeah. And she has given a lot of blowjobs, but she didn't class them as being having sex because to her and rightly really so it isn't having sex it isn't having sex yeah so she, she didn't sleep on the body she had sex mm. so but <laughs> but while watching it <laughs> yeah. the first time
2: I was with him because I was 13 yes and blowjobs weren't at a premium <laughs> so I was I was like well you know
1: it's sort of like a sexual act isn't absolutely at I mean, like, that age what, of, what oh at that age if you're doing that that was cheating but, <laughs> but
2: their, hand, their hand they might look fucking hard most <laughs> So, it's
1: demeaned. Internet.
2: Thank you, Internet.
1: That's Gavin Smith's fault. <laughs> fuck it fucking is. We can thank Gavin Smith for all the no, free not hand not jobs in the world. Uh, <laughs> but that So, even the conversation. So, the conversation that they were having was quite intimate. But then it gets to the point then of that discussion of, well, this is a, uh, it was a sexual act, but is it, a, is it sex? Yeah. Um, but the, the comedy that comes from it then is him freaking out him, his when he finds reaction. out the final number which is yeah. 36 so <laughs> she so she, is stu- she is given 36 blowjobs and he then freaks out and she rightly says well I didn't freak out when you Told me had about, four yeah. times more than I had I had only three men you had 12 goes, so Yeah, but it's different and then the question is am I 36 <laughs> and she's like oh no you're 37 <laughs> but that line I'm 37 <laughs> yeah but so it's
2: so it's I think it's the first instance in the film I'm probably I might be wrong where you see that elongated dialogue and it let a scene happen. Yeah. Where you're going where where could this possibly But it was smart be? to
1: have that conversation first. Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't have had the, the the empire <laughs> the no. Jedi versus or the Star Wars. You couldn't have
2: hermaphrodite talk. No. Star Wars and then this conversation. No. You this had was to have a this lovely first. wee yeah. segue into what you're about to get into. Yeah.
1: That everyone could relate to. I mean, was this yes, discussion? Everybody's absolutely. had previous partners. Everybody's had that. So, so, uh, yeah. So, but then that uh, becomes the running joke.
2: It becomes the running joke. Throughout the whole lot. Um, and he... he's The next person
1: he <laughs> serves, which is my favorite line, to be honest with you, really, of the whole brilliant. thing. The next person he serves, then uh, he just is very frustrated and he just says, my girlfriend sucks 36 dicks. <laughs> the customer goes. In a row? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Then when he goes to the door when she's leaving and he goes try not to suck any dicks in your way out of the car park, <laughs> the and some boy walks out
1: past <laughs> you come back Get you back here yeah uh, so uh, yeah I mean a lot of we're probably just fucking bastardizing this whole thing and murdering for people but go and witness it um it is it, it is worth it uh, we have we have other uh, random characters we have the Russian
2: we have the Russian. Is that who's a very random character? Because he's, on, I think he's only in two scenes. Two scenes, and that's it. But very again, it's just
1: other. must have been a friend or somebody that could do what he does. But are we not? I think it was
2: one of their friends, but he he wasn't the actor. I think it was your guy, uh, Walter, okay. who used to do like he was a Russian cousin when they were going through their town or their, a mall in their town, and he used to talk about.
1: There's just I'd he <laughs> was this
2: guy from Russia. And yeah, he used to say all these like <laughs> these real uh, hyper American words. To try to make it out like, I'm I'm good in America yeah. here, sort of thing. But
1: Again, like, ahead of his time, a Borat. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody oh, that was, yeah. nobody understood in America. Well, what the fuck he saying? I don't know what he's yeah. saying. I don't know what he's saying. Um, but we'll, we'll play the clip. Uh, but, I mean, it's probably the the greatest death metal song <laughs> <laughs> never made. It's to me.
2: <laughs> it's the title of the song, which I'm not going to say, because you have to hear it first. Just run it. I have to we'll hear have it. To run it but
1: this is them outside the store. Um, and we're gonna have to get our wizard back in, but let me
0: see. I'm gonna knock those boots again tonight. Oh, look who it is, the fucking human vacuum.
3: Scumbag, what are you doing?
0: Not just say I'll sound Bob and his cousin.
3: He's your cousin?
0: Yeah, and he's from Russia, too.
3: No way. What part of Russia?
0: I don't fucking know. Do not look like his fucking biographer? <laughs> oh, what part of Russia are you from? Moscow.
3: He only speaks Russian?
0: Nah, he speaks some English, but he cannot speak it good like we do. Is he staying here? Nah, he's moving to the big city this week. He wants to be a metal singer. No way. Swear, Olaf, metal. That's his fucking metal face. (laughs) Olaf, girl, nice. Scarlet neck. That's fucked up, man.
3: (laughs) What did he say?
0: (laughs) I don't know, man, but this guy's a character.
3: He really wants to play metal?
0: Yeah, he's got his own band in Moscow. It's called Fuck Your Yankee Blue Jeans or something like that. (laughs) That Fuck your Yankee Blue Jeans. You got to hear him sing, Olaf, berserker. (laughs) Come on, man, berserker. Does he sing in English or
3: Russian?
0: In English. Come on, Berserker. Girls think sexy. I'll watch what he's gonna sing and watch. It's too funny. My love for you is like a clock Berserker. <laughs> Would you like some making fuck Berserker? <laughs> That's fucking funny, man. Did he sing making fuck? My love for you is ticking clock Berserker. Would you like to suck my cock up? <laughs> <laughs> I just
1: realized we are two grown men sitting laughing uh, in a fucking <laughs> cupboard uh, at a guy singing uh Russian <laughs> metal. But yes, that was Berserker by Berserker Orlov. Why Berserker? I, I Why not? Know.
2: I just <laughs> It's like but some, I Would you like some making fuck? If i if had only watched that for the first time, we got that video. I was ringing my brother to try to get a revamp of when we first mm-hmm. saw it because I watched it with him the first time. And I was at a mate's house the night before and we came home. Or I, I came home and he had rented, remember Friday? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, sorry, yeah. And mm-hmm. he had rented that and another film. And, oh sorry, he'd rented that and then I had to leave, so I was like, "Oh, I didn't get to watch Friday." I'm been looking forward to watching Friday, and then we, I got home and Corey was like, "Oh, we got Friday." Calvin Video shop. And I was like, what? <laughs> he goes, "We got the solar film too." You see this cover? I says, "I've seen that in Empire. I've seen the the cover, but it, isn't it getting good reviews and stuff?" You guys, it's a comedy. Like, it's like, all right.
1: I love that finding something you weren't like, really sure and I, of and
2: we weren't looking for he wasn't yeah. looking for that in particular but you don't get that
1: anymore nah them days are fucking it's long fucking gone it's fucking rude where you're like I love that where you so literally much. look and go I don't know the cover looks a bit Big like you know nothing you know nothing yeah. about it because there's no there's no internet obviously there's no magazines fucking as they are you don't fucking you can afford them so you're sitting just literally playing judging books by its cover <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Little in the place, going oh that looks interesting that looks good uh, classic and Newcomb High remember that you yeah. fucking rent
2: that in all the time. It's dung.
1: The, uh, what was key for us, I suppose, is the timing of this. So, this was 94, say 95, 96 for mm. us. And we were just getting access to internet. We weren't just getting it, it was access to it. So, the school, for instance, were just bringing it in around 96, 97. Um, and chat rooms and, and uh, forums and boards yeah. were More really so picking up for these guys. They, they, these were sort of. These were the ones who, who were there at the very start and yeah. uh, just helped it swell. Um, it was a perfect time, like It really was. The two of them came together. Like I said, I don't know if, if, if Clerks would have been pushed as big as it was had Reservoir Dogs not been as successful as it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, same same studio. Um, Realising then that, oh, Reservoir Dogs is quite dialogue heavy. Uh, maybe this might work as well. So the fact that those two um, changed everything. They really did. I mean, Kevin Smith... He maybe didn't. Uh, uh, we can't maybe put him in the same category as Tarantino, for instance, as a thing. No, and he, he wouldn't. Because no, he Th- wasn't. There, uh,
2: there's interesting quotes from, uh, *Pulp Fiction* and *Clerks* were at the same year. Same year, yeah. Um,
1: *Pulp Fiction* became number ten of that year. Actually, I just looked up the other day. So and it was they, number were, 10, they and were. They were even the top hundred.
2: They were all, uh, like, going around the movie sort of what would you call it? Well, the can and Sundance and all that, Mm -hmm. but all these film festivals were happening around the same time. So obviously Tarantino and Smith bumped into each other quite a bit. Of course, being under the same umbrella of Miramax too, like, and there's, there's a video online of, there's a clerks too, but there's a video online of Smith showing, uh, Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Clerks 2 for the first time, mm-hmm. the first people that he's shown it outside of his own clan of people that filmed it. What's no, the fucking pressure of that? But he's he's bringing around Tarantino. He's happy. Like, I over think he's very. I think he's very happy for them two to watch it because he knew they were fans of the first one. Okay. So the two guys are watching. Yeah, you you want to make sure of that first. You don't invite do, those people. They over do like <laughs> it. They like okay, Clerks yeah. 2 but Tarantino reminds him of a thing he says, where he said to Smith to his face at a film festival or whatever, that it wasn't really a movie. It was more like a collection of stand-up skits (laughs) talking about clerks. Right. And Smith, you can tell when Smith brings it up that he's sort of still a wee bit, I'm not sure what you meant. But Tarantino clarifies by saying, "I I wasn't saying that to downgrade it in any way no
1: because I would know myself a bit as a bit <laughs> so I mean yeah. that's the fact that you can get a collection you to every get every word is a bit yeah, yeah.
2: a huge collection in mm-hmm. an hour and whatever 30 minute film
1: yeah there is no filler there because uh, uh, yeah, it's got a callback you know or it's got some yeah. reference there's a reason for it all to be there yeah and okay it's, I get that it's uh, yeah. such a good mm-hmm.
2: it's a good description he's not saying it's a bad film what he's saying is it's more a film based around these skits hmm but it's so expertly tied together, and you're never bored.
1: No, definitely not
2: Not one minute of that film was wasted. Like even
1: I had watched it a couple of years ago again, and I watched it recently for this, and it flows very fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a black and white indie film, the dialogue is uh is so interesting. But even the, some of the shots and some of the I mean, some of the even the guys like there's some wee segments like uh I don't even know if this is true. The perfect dozen, the eggs, mm-hmm. um that uh so apparently in supermarkets and stores in America these guidance counsellors <laughs> were having breakdowns because they were searching for the perfect dozen. It could um, be you don't know where the background comes from, it could be maybe it might be another profession or maybe something else. Mm-hmm. But all those wee uh, small snippets just sort of made it really punchy and then helped them move on to the next thing. Uh some great comeback lines in it. Um yes. the quotable lines that uh, in regards to the Empire like we talked about but there's so many other <laughs> the I was saying about the, the hockey game they played hockey on the roof he's pissed off from the start because he's going he to play yeah, he's going to miss hockey he's in for the day Dante's in for the day he's
2: in for the day he has to work on his day off and he was going to play hockey and he really wanted to play hockey so when it comes around to it the guys all land at the store and they're like what are we going to do he says well we can close the store and play on the roof so they play with a ball mm-hmm. and they play hockey on the roof
1: they lose ball within the, first so the ball so the
2: ball goes over the roof <sighs>
1: Go on ahead. And Dante shouts down is, is, to Jay and say, "The Bob's and has anybody got any balls down there?" And just to watch Jay fly, it's just the greatest set you've ever seen. Big <laughs> <laughs> Barry, you ever seen Dingleberry?
2: <laughs> but he's never. He, you don't see his face say it. No, you don't hear you it. Just, just hear it in heard.
1: the background. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. I mean, I, I at the time, nobody really knew. About clerks, I mean in Tyrone, I mean nobody knew about it. Parents wise, like my mom and dad didn't have a clue. Either. No, it took it, it took it a was, t- it took like a like you while said at the start.
2: You were right. I, it took a while for it to come out over here. Like yeah. and when it did, it, I would actually. It wasn't in the top row, like of stuff. No, it but was I would buried. nearly guess
1: by the time people were catching on to clerks here, Mall rats was already out. Could, you know, you could, yeah, yeah. I, it was th- it was that long of a time But but then we got a binge then of it because you know everybody was catching up. Uh, th- I love this. So this is, uh, I, I took this from a, a website, commonsensemedia.org and i like to find out what um, what this website does if you want to go. I don't know why you'd want to go there but basically it breaks down every uh, movie or um, TV show into what is a suitable. So it breaks it down what it contains and it's basically advice for parents okay. who want to find out is this suitable for my child. Because right. this is the big thing about Clerics was it was going to be rated NC-17
2: which is the death nail for films which is 18 it's 18 yeah. an
1: hour an hour written it's 18 mm. um, and yeah like you say it's the younger ones aren't coming in so you're limiting your audience you're limiting the audience whereas the R which is restricted is basically like R-15 but it ultimately means anybody can go in as long as an adult is with them yeah. so that's R so they wanted an R Um so the NC-17 they were glad to get that down to an R meant that they could that's sort of why maybe it helped towards 3.2 million that it took in but still there will be the websites like this who will want to put up the, the warning and so this is just the, the most I don't know if anybody's ever seen it but the most beautiful description of clerics I've ever heard so what parents need to know mm-hmm. parents need to know that there's more swearing in this film than at a convention of Longshoremen
2: <laughs> That's the opening? That's the opening line
1: It's presented in the form of natural conversation rhythm rather than as epithets oh. There are no depictions of sex, but it's discussed explicitly. Events and topics of such note are oral sex, masturbation, mm-hmm. pornography, oh, yeah. a death off screen, mm-hmm. hermaphrodism, yes. drinking, Ooh. drugs, oh. a child person yeah. purchasing cigarettes, and an inadvertent case of necrophilia, making this film exceedingly inappropriate for kids under 17. I think that would... Like, why to does you be not, fair, if i
2: read that before that. Cormac give me that video, I'd be
1: like, <laughs> where's this film being... <laughs> My life. <laughs> that needs to be in the back of the fucking TV yeah, now. Uh, parents need to know that there's more swearing this for them than like an invention of longshoremen. So, so you know, and that's like a professional description of what. Well, that well longshoremen. Um, basically, this is yeah. this is somebody writing this who is seventy two, <laughs> talking about yeah. sailors, longshoremen back in the day. <laughs> who are the worst people for the old chat, long filthy chat? And it was uh, even for me, I. Snowballing, yeah, snowballing. I had no fucking clue. Uh, not a clue. I, 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 I it, it, it was the first time it made me realize that no amount of uh, adult magazines or well, you, videos you had to have or anything reading the adult
2: magazines. Well, even
1: to if you, know what half this shit was. But even if you were, as I'm saying, even an adult magazine would not have been a revelation as to what no. was coming out of people. I was going to say what's coming out of people's mouths, but. <laughs> No I have to explain what snowballing is. Are we allowed to say what it is?
2: Well, you you <laughs> can. Oh, <thank> you. <laughs> <laughs> I love I'll
1: it. I'll do it if you want. Uh yeah, go ahead. There's something will sound better come out of your mouth. Uh
2: after uh fellatio is performed by male or female, doesn't really matter suppose. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh the receiver of the fellatio likes to have the ejaculate <coughs> uh put back into their mouth. Via a kiss. Via a kiss. So, now you're crashed the car. Um, There's worse. There's way worse. Oh, there's worse. Jeez. A good friend of ours informed me of a Dutch rudder th- last week, uh-huh. which I remembered, but didn't know about the reverse Dutch rudder. Oh, no. Look it up. I'm not fucking telling you about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's described.
1: Yeah, so it's talked about it. But data. it's described I
2: like, as a precursor to the 37 decks. To the 37 decks, yeah. Because she had performed it on a guy who walks in, who's a bit of a like he's
1: he's more or less a hobo like a homeless guy. That's Scott Mosher. That's yeah. The producer. Mosher. Yeah. Um, but he's really out there, and he's and he's just scruffy and grizzly, and yeah. Just and no you see way. him in
2: scenes, just sort of walking about in the background, and, and you can
1: imagine being Dante. You're 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 this you're the boyfriend of this woman. You're going, you you sucked his dick. Yeah. Like, and how fucking bad did you have to be in his, his then he mouth? Part of back in his <laughs> mouth. Nice. This so is the,
2: we we're meant to give a NSFW right before we do all this. Oh, this this it is it. a
1: this is an NC seventeen uh, production. I would both that up. It means fuck all over here. Uh hopefully you're over eighteen and um or listen, and this that's 1984 Yeah. We're twenty five years on, snowballing's probably just old hat. Would they be Nobody? at it? Oh they'd be long past at this stage.
2: Up on the Captain Road?
1: They'd oh, be they'd or? be building snowmen by this stage. You know what I mean? There's probably <laughs> something out there called Blizzardin.
2: like a communal one
1: a communal loads of snowballs (laughs)
2: loads (laughs)
3: Uh, (laughs) loads of snowballs
1: oh stop it now you (sighs) behave yourself this is uh, this is I don't even know what day it is but it's not the right day for it anyway uh, (laughs) so that but that that explains the level of um, the dialogue in it I mean the dialogue is so important to it but again it does flow long enough I don't want to make it sound like it's it's boring because it's not no it's not um So we move on, and and, uh, in the day, we see Dante um, facing even more problems with uh, Randall, as it said in our our synopsis, Randall just was filling in while Dante went to awake, and some like not even a child, not even like a fourteen, like a three year old old To bought Bynes and Randall didn't even look up, just gave the binds to him and give the change. Uh so of course the child was a setup, um and later on the film we see a guy come in to uh, hand out a fine of a hundred dollars, I think it is. For selling cigarettes, two minors, and obviously Dante has no clue because he was at the wake I um, <laughs> didn't know what happened. So this is another thing to compound his day. He just found out his ex girlfriend is getting married as well, to top it all off. Uh, so he wasn't
2: at the wake he went just for to clear his head or something didn't he after he found out that his
1: after yes maybe it was Yeah, R- yeah. because the two guys go to the wake oh the two guys go yes that's right we can't yeah. tell what happens at the no. wake
2: because it's a great scene we don't want to tell too much I don't want to tell too much I don't want to give the way to but,
1: heading, but uh, I mean at the time even for me it was just such a I don't want to give it, no spoilers but you forget about the ending while you're watching yeah. the film yeah you're like oh yes, right he was fat jeez I forgot about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it 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 was beautiful and <laughs> not beautiful, like, but Pretty uh, beautiful. inadvertent necrophilia, I think it was called there. Um, you know, so well the original ending. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: Dante gets shot. What? Yep. Uh, they found shot an ending. Uh, remember? Uh, Randall's leaving. Mm-hmm. And he throws the like a I don't know what it is. He throws a bit piece of clothing back, and he says, "You're closed." And that's that's. Mm. I, d- I don't ruin anything there by yeah, saying no, that no there's, arson, there's yeah. lots that happens oh, just in that. the last 15-20 before that but uh, in a sort of homage to Spike Lee and uh, do the right do thing do the right thing yeah a person then comes in and shoots uh, asks for money out of the cash register or whatever and mm-hmm. shoots uh, Dante who then dies on the floor
1: well I'm fucking glad they didn't do that because,
2: uh, but that was the one that was filmed now here's just a brief on.
1: Is it available anywhere?
2: I th- and yeah, it's in the documentary about the film. Oh, I never. It seen shows that that, right? that clip. Oh, have they seen like They
1: actually shot the cl- they, actually they shot? shot it, it, yeah,
2: it was in the original film that was shown at. The
1: now, are you telling me the truth? Because what I tell you, do you mind the wee man that they came around with the van? Do you mind there used to be wee man in the van with what he was? Yes. For anybody that's uh, listening, that's old enough, you'll remember like we used to have vans come around for everything. This was wee man. Can't remember his name, Donald maybe. Okay. He used to come round and fuckers could go anywhere, man. I don't know where you're would going. Would he hear where it's going? Okay. So he used get to come round. Up by the van man? <laughs> he used to come round and uh, touch me if I didn't rewind him. And <laughs> <laughs> no, he so he would uh, do videos for the area, and people would come and rent videos off him. And you come back next week and you deliver like a library them. van, like a library van. Like, okay. like it was a really, no, it was a really small van, but he had a load of videos and he'd get the newest ones. And obviously, it was fucking dodgy. He wasn't allowed to sell them, but anyway, so... But he would always come up to my dad and he would try and um, promote the newest films and pr- this is oh you'll love this one this is great crap blah, blah blah. So he I was about second or third year at school, and he came in and said to me said to my dad, do you know that uh, that 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 Reservoir Dogs film? My dad was like oh, I heard about it. There he goes. Well, I tell you at some show at some show, but you'll not believe what I have. I was like, well, he goes, you know the way there's a, there's a bank robbery in the film? I goes, ah, I heard about it. He goes, aye. They didn't video it, but I have it. Wait, wait. Mm-hmm. Just, just stop Stop, right? This is Donald. I tell my dad. Uh, they didn't I'm
2: video it, but I've got the copy with it in it.
1: Yeah. They didn't release it, sorry I should say. They didn't release it, but I have it. I have the copy with it. Okay. Right. And then I take this as fucking gospel. Oh. Uh-huh, uh-huh as you do. Fucking a young couple. And then I went, did any out see? Lying. Oh, I've seen that. <laughs> I watched it. He give it to me. Give me a copy of it. <laughs> I took a loan. I watched the. Oh, what's wild! he you to see all the stuff, all the whole bank robbery, all you see the whole thing. I was like, "Fucking bastard!" So Donald, like, just basically give me a proper proper MacGuffin. Well, up the hole. <laughs> I can I guarantee
2: th- that I, it was filmed because I saw it.
1: <laughs> Donald, <laughs> wait, know. wait.
2: Let me, let me, let me go back. The reason I seen it is because the when they brought the film, basically they were following the sort of the mold of what the Richard Linklater with Slacker Mm -hmm. had done by taking the film to the IFFM, which is the Independent Feature Film Market. Right now, it was shown. It was shown to like zero people. The time slot they got to show it at this festival that they have for the IFFM Mm -hmm. was notoriously just the dregs. Nobody was nobody was there. Like the cast and crew and stuff for whoever were were there and like one or two other people. One of our people just happened to be this guy, Bob Hawk, Mm -hmm. who was a major head at the IFFM, but more importantly, he had major links to film writers and critics Mm -hmm. and he was selling this thing on his own, unbeknownst to Kevin Smith and closure and stuff. So he was really... Like, their cheerleaders spearheading this. you got to see this film. It's really, really interesting. Mm -hmm. And every time you watch it, you want to go back and start watching it again because you're pretty sure you didn't pick up on all the dialogue. Yeah, there's so much happening, yeah. So these major uh, film writers were writing these extraordinary reviews about this film that Kevin Smith was going, we're done. Only a handful of people turned up at that viewing. So he's the one that got the Miramax guys involved, which is a guy called Tusk, funny enough, Mm. who (laughs) was like a young guy who was working with, uh, well, say his name, Harvey Weinstein. Mm-hmm. And he was the one who was pushing this film to Weinstein, who seen it, walked out of the viewing, didn't want to see it again. <laughs> and after major coaxing, when they got to Sundance, um, and the Sundance rave, the, the, the like the hype yeah. out of Sundance of people seeing the film going, this is different. This is like our generation's Woody Allen. This is like our generation, you know, Uh, all of a sudden
1: Harvey comes on board eh?
2: and all of a sudden uh, Weinstein goes to the last viewing on the last day and once he gets over the hump of some of the more harsh dialogue Mm -hmm. he fucking like you can hear him. the guy said Kevin Smith said it was like in Cape Fear when De Niro was laughing louder than the dialogue (laughs) in the film he says it was like that he was so over the top laughing that they thought he was maybe taking a hand out of them right but he then takes them across the road like right after the film was like, We're buying it. So uh, they uh, didn't it it wasn't an initial this is the indie darling, everybody's gonna get it, it's gonna be the generations this, that, other. It took a bit of work.
1: Yeah. And and aren't we glad I was just gonna say, are we glad of Harvey Weinstein? No, we're not. Aren't we <sighs> glad that Kevin Smith was as good as he is? Because it does stand the test of time, even twenty five years later, you're watching. It really it. does. And r- whether it was fucking Weinstein or anybody else, uh, quality's quality. You know yeah. what I mean? And when you see something done well, it's uh, it's fantastic to watch it. I, I became then a, a big Kevin Smith fan after that. Oh
2: wait, so that's where the original end was changed. Oh yeah, sorry. This guy Hawk, and a representative a guy called Pearson told him. You're you're gonna have to change that in, yeah. So they just took it off and cut it off. It's perfect, and it it it's perfect because yeah. when you see the original, it just would have
1: changed everything. I know, it's so everything. bleak. I don't even know what we'd be talking about today. Nope. That's the truth. So I don't sorry, gone yeah. ahead with what you were saying. I'm so they just fucked up the whole thing there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we do. It. So then the the, the view ask universe as they talk about the films that came afterwards. Uh, Mallrats was the the, the uh, direct sequel. Um, then we went to. Well, Dogma. in the same world, the world same yeah. same people exist. Uh, I think jensen and, and Bob are the only constant throughout yeah. every other show, kind of same actors but different characters. But Jane and, and Bob are the sort of foundations of it all, and rightly so. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I could ever watch Muse play anything else but Jay because he is Jay. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the you get to Dogma, which is the third film. Obviously, you got into the blockbuster realms then of Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, and. Chris Rock and all that sort of the level and Alan Rickman for fuck's sake. So it went in the space of three films, one of them being a twenty seven thousand indie, then you got all Rats and then you've got all of a sudden the roster that you have yep. working with. Um he has continued on, I mean, right up until today, he still owns social media, more or less on Twitter. Uh very prominent.
2: Well he knew he took no, the Jason and Bob yeah. onto
1: cartoons and animation. He took, you know, he he went. He he still has a secret stash thing going. He's got podcasts. He's got TV shows. TV sh- He's got so he much. He directs ground. a lot of yeah. TV shows. Um, he, he he's he's
2: he knew from the, he knew at the the birth of the internet, um, with the amount of, I hate saying nerd fandom, but the amount of people that were talking about not only retro films but new. Uh, TV shows, comic books, series, etc. Well, when, when he, he started, he who, was on he the fr- was the guy. He yeah. was that. But he guy. was on the
1: fringe and nerd, if you want to call that nerd slash geek slash whatever you want, science fiction, whatever. That realm, that community, were on the fringe. But now, twenty five years later, I mean, the biggest blockbusters of are all are all comic, comic books. They're all they're all based in that. So there's mm. the, the, it's they're not the outcast anymore. The outcasts now are the ones who were in the middle before following yeah. the mainstream. So. Um, it's become a uh, um, it's great to see full circle. I'm not going to bl- bl- thank Kevin Smith for <laughs> Marvel, but um, no, but it's he, it's his, his world, it's on that, it's on that. That wave, yeah.
2: No, it definitely did, and the, the big
1: nod even on Mulraths when he had Stan Lee coming in and doing. Cor-
2: I'd never Stan- seen Stan Lee.
1: Stan, yeah, I'd never seen him I'd before until all yeah. uh, I'd never seen no. him on
2: anything, but you know, j- blame that on my age or ignorance or whatever. But I'd never seen the guy.
1: No internet. Where the fuck would you see him? You mm, yeah, where would you be What You know, uh, it wasn't going to be Noster Ulster Herald. Stan Lee's not going to be, you know, sitting in a tattler.
2: Why not? Why? You
1: mm. know, it's just fucking sad and They're all fighting over his fucking
2: money now, all his kids and all that shit. It's
1: sickening. I, I tell you, I'd fucking fight for it too. Uh, <laughs> Plenty to go, right? <laughs> Let me in the middle of it, I'll fucking fire a few <laughs> <laughs> uh The ending of... of uh, Clerks led us on the to Clerks two, obviously and now there's talk of clerics three
2: there's been talk of clerics three for a long time
1: i think th- like as recently as because a month or so they've really actually had confirmed had as a release date even
2: maybe well i think what happened was um this isn't a downer but it is slightly a bit of a downer. Uh, the guy who played randall mm-hmm. and caitlin mm-hmm. uh, actually got engaged oh, okay um they were engaged for quite a few years but then they got married and divorced a year later and unfortunately the actress who played Caitlin died in 2017 oh I didn't know that so um, that that guy um, he I think he's the one who's hesitant about doing Clerks 3 okay. he was hesitant if you've ever watched the Clerks 2 documentary mm-hmm. he's the guy who's hesitant about doing Clerks 2 as well yeah uh, he's, his only hesitancy is he was so good in it and he has the best dialogue yeah. that he was the guy who was getting pestered and tortured you in can his imagine yeah. you're, and gonna
1: get, you're not going to get you're going to get quoted yeah. so you're gonna get, yeah. this
2: was a film that was shot in 21 days mm-hmm. all from like half 10 at night to half 5 in the morning consecutively they didn't take a day off mm-hmm. and it was all done by friends so once it hits the world and you're the most quotable character arguably besides Jane Silent Bob obviously it's difficult for people that didn't see themselves as actors to sort of go into yeah, the world. Do and your fucking head up. You know what, what I mean. everywhere you go. Huh? So I think he's not that, that I know anything about that.
1: <laughs> oh come on! No, I swear to God. All them short films. Oh, all them fucking huge films. Um, there was a wee old doll stopped me in Azda one day. Uh see where the bananas were. Uh, no, she she thought it was your good uncle. But anyway, Jesus. um, so. <laughs> Uh Jane Bob uh Strike Back was the big hit and it's now a reboot, not a reboot, a sequel. Um which has been filmed
3: now or if, if it's, it's not finished. Done, actually,
2: the
1: oh, trailer, it's done actually. trailer's out, yeah, trailer's out, which is Oh fuck, yeah, the trailer's everybody's out. out. Everybody's out. Everybody's back. Um you've got the full Falcon. cast. <laughs> Falcon. Right, <laughs> man. All of us great. Too, you know, and I, and I'm and I'm glad to hear uh Kevin Smith is like was like myself. He was a big unit. Um, he uh, big guy, and uh, he had a heart attack. Yeah, wasn't well. he wasn't well. It wasn't well, and um, has lost a shit load of weight. Yeah, the looking guy's good for it. And uh, fuck, it can be nothing but good things because I knew Jameson and Bob Dylan come out of it. So yeah. fucking fair, bloody, Kevin, good Listen, man. There's no. B- I don't mean good b- man have a heart attack, but I mean like you yeah, know, yeah. fair bloody for like. Oh no, fucking fair bloody heart attack. That's do- good Don't have it. another try not major to have a, illness no,
2: to try to influence you to do other things. But I have no issue at all. With him only revisiting stuff related to clerks yeah not a single issue because let me tell you something seeing clerks too (laughs) there's another handful of absolute clinkers
1: the debate about lord of the rings the debate about lord of the rings but
2: also pillow pants (laughs) and the major overthrow like the (laughs) playing king diamond music (laughs) and the boys singing in through the takeaway window And of course, the goodbye horses out the side of the building, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which uh, is
1: yes. Yeah, so that, that so that I'm just going to just gonna,
2: later on. I'm just going to go back to clerks and clerks you again.
1: Well, I think we have come to uh, the natural end yeah. of of our of our podcast. We tried to make sure we're going to keep it under the air, folks, because uh, last week it was a long one, even though it was a double whammy. But mm-hmm. we know time is limited, and uh, we want to make sure you don't fucking fall asleep on us. At the, the wheel, s- don't fall asleep. Wake up. Right, so I've been Connor Keyes. He's been Connor Keys. That's been Ron and Mullen. I've been Ron and Mullen. <laughs> and we will be back next week with... Uh, we're going to try and make this every Monday we're aiming for. Hopefully. I think we're going to do...
2: I think we're going to do... We're going to invert it now. And do another film next week. Then music, then TV.
1: There, you've heard it here first, folks. I have no clue. I'll just go where the boss says. We've got uh, We've got a lot of films to cover. A lot of fimmels. Uh yes Do you have that motion picture film? And yeah, Um we with have it all with the bobs? I don't like we could we probably should have narrowed it down to one <laughs> one format because there's that many films, no, there's that many it. albums. So okay, we'll be here for another five years or So Aye. Aye, Fuck it. Thank you very much. See you next week.